From The Conversation, this is Politics with Michelle Grattan, a podcast where Michelle discusses the issues of the day with The Conversation's politics team. Hi, my name's Amanda Dunn. I'm the Politics and Society Editor for The Conversation, and I'm speaking with Michelle Grattan for the last time in 2022. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Amanda. We're getting to the end of this year in one piece. It's been a a long, hard year. (laughs) It sure has. So let's actually take a look back at the year, Michelle, because it has been a really momentous year, and then we can perhaps look at some of the challenges ahead for next year. So Obviously, the Mayo federal election has been extensively analysed and picked over, but it has been a particularly significant one in terms of changing the course of the country and some would argue its tone as well. What's your reading of this six months down the track? I think that uh, you're right, it's changed the tone of how federal politics is done. I think we should be careful not to exaggerate that, though, because uh, immediately after an election, things are in a way more relaxed, even though this government is highly active and uh, tone tends to intensify and and become... uh, very much more fractious as you get to another election. Having said that, I think that the electorate has been really relieved at the change of government because the Morrison government at the end had got very ratty and unpredictable and shrill and people just wanted that behind them. Mind you, with Scott Morrison still about and with the disclosures about those multi-ministries, we get plenty of reminders of that government. But uh, in terms of the last few months, the Albanese government has, to use the old cliche, hit the ground running. One of the features of these months has been his extensive travel and meeting and greeting international leaders, and he's been very well received, not least because of the change in Australia's climate policy, which has been much welcomed in many places. Domestically, he has, of course, got through a lot of legislation. Much of it was implementing election promises, but there was the Industrial Relations Bill, which did contain some quite uh, radical changes that uh, had not been really flagged at the election, despite Labor insisting that uh, they had been, but that was in the most general terms. Specifically, they did come as something of a surprise. And I would expect by the end of this week, He will have got through the energy initiatives which have been announced and some of which need to go through Parliament. Okay, and there is still at this late stage of the year some unfinished business in Parliament. What still needs to be cleared away before Christmas and when is that likely to happen? Only the energy package is outstanding and that's coming at a special sitting on Thursday. MPs uh, went off thinking that they'd finished the parliamentary year, said goodbye to each other and uh, anyone else around, but of course they have been recalled for this day. Now, there is some opposition to the measures that have been proposed to try to contain the rising energy prices, people's power bills. But uh, I think at the end of the day, that legislation will be passed. All right. And let's look ahead a little bit to next year, Michelle. There's obviously some very big challenges on the horizon for the government, but also for all of us. First of all, the voice to parliament referendum will be huge for the Albanese government next year. How hard a sell from here is it going to be, do you think? 
The vote will be in the second half of next year, but I think that there will be a lot of activity on the government's part in the earlier months of the year to try to prepare people for this referendum. This far out, Amanda, it's really, I think, very difficult to judge whether this referendum will be successful because we haven't really seen the debate engaged at this point. We've seen discussion of it, but well, we don't know the nitty-gritty of the detail of, of the model and we don't know even how much of that we're going to get. And, of course, there's an argument about whether all it should all be put out or not put out. But I think that when we see the various stakeholders and uh, those with strong opinions engage in the debate in a more day-to-day way, we'll get a better judgment on how this is going to go. Remember, it requires a double majority, a majority of the overall population and a majority of the states, four out of six states. That's hard to get. The record of referendum votes is not good, as we know. On the other hand, uh, there is the precedent of the 67 referendum concerning Indigenous people, and that went uh, very well indeed, overwhelmingly carried. So it could, I think, at this stage go either way. Yes, and a lot of that's going to come down to how well the message can be sold about exactly what it is we're, we're making a decision on, right? Yes, that's right. And it's a simple matter at one level, giving uh, Indigenous people the right to have an advisory say and putting that into the constitution. But on the other hand, it's a complex matter as to exactly how that would work. All right. And Michelle, the economy is going to continue to present big challenges for everybody in the new year. The consensus seems to be at the moment that we will, in fact, avoid a recession, unlike some other countries around the world. But there's still uncertainty and and great challenges, aren't there? Oh, absolutely. And I think for many people, this will be the big issue of the year because we had another rate rise going into Christmas. There could be more to come. It's uncertain. The bank has certainly left the way open to raise rates further. But on the other hand, there's flexibility there. But People will really feel the squeeze on their mortgages. At the same time, they have this energy bill issue because although the government has a package, that's only stopping power prices going up as much as they would otherwise. It's not stopping them actually going up. You'll see big rises in your power bills. And at the same time, you're seeing other cost of living increases. So that's a big issue. There'll be a lot of emphasis, of course, on the May budget. We had one in October, but that was the little brother, as it were, to the big brother coming up. And that May budget will have uh, spending cuts. They'll be more difficult spending cuts than the October ones were, which were largely concentrated on coalition programs and, and fat in that area. These ones will be cutting a bit into the muscle of programs. And so that'll be difficult. On the other hand, the bottom line might be uh, quite good because commodity prices will still be high and uh, it does look as though uh, the budget could be close to balance, even though looking into the future, there will be deficits ahead. All right. And climate change will obviously also be a huge policy and economic challenge for the government as well, won't it? 
Yes, climate change, as I mentioned, has been very much a plus for the government on the international front. But on the other hand, as we transition to a low emissions economy, there are going to be a lot of bumps along the road and uh, it's not going to be a cheap process. It's not going to be an easy process. We know it's a necessary process, however. All right, Michelle, thank you very much to all our listeners for joining us this year. Wish you all the very best for the holiday season and we will be back in February. And all the best to you as well, Michelle. Thank you, Amanda. Have a good Christmas. Thank you to our producer too in all these podcasts, Mikey Burnett. And we'll all have a a bit of a rest and refresh over the coming weeks and be prepared for a big 2023. Our theme music is by Blue Dot Sessions. You can find more podcasts from The Conversation on our website at theconversation.com.